How can I fit in with my peers without disobeying God? Um, so this is a question I'm sure every single one of you in this building, in this room, has gone through. Um, you know, whether it be you're at school and your friends invite you to a party and there's drinking or drugs or something you know you shouldn't be doing, or you're at work and they're like, hey, let's go do this thing after work that we shouldn't be doing. Um, so you have to make a choice, and that can be a very difficult choice. Um, and it can be very difficult to navigate high school while keeping the standards and morals that we as Christians um, should follow, that we're held to. Um, so on that note, I would like to introduce someone to you and hopefully give you a little bit of encouragement. Um, so Nehemiah was a Jew, and he was a slave in Persia uh, around the time 445 to 425 B.C. Uh, he was the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes I, um, and if you don't know what a cupbearer is, they had to taste the wine of the king before he drank it to make sure that nobody had tried to poison the king. So if somebody had, you know, you'd be dead, and then, you know, that would suck. But, um, so he was a very trusted person in the king's household. Yeah, and then, so we'll be starting in Nehemiah 2, if you want to start heading that direction. But first, I want to give you a little context. Uh, Nehemiah had heard that the walls of Jerusalem had not been rebuilt yet, uh, even though many Jews had returned to Israel already. Um, this news made Nehemiah very distressed, very upset. So he asked permission to go to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls. And he was granted this request. Um, so he set out with an armed escort to his homeland. So in Nehemiah 2, 9 through 10, it says, I went to the governors of the trans-Euphrates and gave them the king's letters. The king had also sent ar uh, army officers and cavalry with me. So when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard about this, they were very much disturbed that someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. Now, Sanballat was the governor of Persia at the time and probably saw uh, the walls being built as an act of defiance toward him. Um, so this all starts the process of the neighboring people to Jerusalem doing pretty much everything they could to keep the walls from being built. Um, there are several different ways that they tried this, um, and I'd like to walk you through them here. So the first one is they tried verbally, and then Nehemiah 4, 1 through 3, it says, When Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, he became very angry and was greatly incensed, which I didn't Google, so that just means angry. <laughs> he ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates, and the army of Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in one day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Tobiah the Ammonite 
who was at his side, said, What are they building? Even a fox that tried to climb on it would break down their walls of stone. By saying these insulting things to Nehemiah, they were trying to discourage him before he'd even started. But he responds with a prayer. Hear us, hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or cut out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. The second way that they tried to keep him from building the walls is through conspiracy. Uh, Nehemiah 4, 7 and 8 says, But when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's walls had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. In response to this, first they prayed. And then they set an armed guard with every man working on the walls. With one hand, he was working, and with the other hand, he had a weapon. I can't even imagine how efficient it is to build a stone wall with only one hand. That just seems insane, but they did it. Um, so they tried through extortion, which is the practice of obtaining something usually money, um, through force or threats, and then compromise. So we'll be in Nehemiah 6, 1 through 4. Uh, when the word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the walls, and not a gap was left in it, although up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates, Sanballat, Geshem, sent me this message. Come. Let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them saying, with reply. I am carrying on a great project and can't come down. Why should the work stop while I go down to you? Four times they sent me the message, and each time I gave them the same answer. And then they tried through slander, which is the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damage to someone's reputation. Um, so continuing in verse 5, it says, Then the fifth time, Sanballat sent his aid to me with the same message. And in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it is true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, for you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king, and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem, their king in Judah. Now, this report will get back to the king. So come. Let us meet together. I sent him this reply. Nothing 
like what you're saying is happening, and you are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work, and it will not be completed. Nehemiah prayed, Now strengthen my hands. And the last way they tried to keep them from building the wall is through treachery. So in verse 10 through 13, it says, One day I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, the son of Mehetbel, who was shut in at his home. And he said, Let us meet at the house of God inside the temple, and let us close the temple doors, because men are coming to kill you. By night they are trying and coming to kill you. But I should a man like me run away? Or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. I realized that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this. And then they would give me a bad name, discredit me. And Nehemiah prayed, Remember Tobiah and Sanballat, my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophet Noadiah, and he and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. All our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with of our God. As you can see, these people did everything in their power to keep Nehemiah from doing what God had told him to do. And these are some pretty powerful people. And each time the Lord came forward and helps Nehemiah in his troubles. I wanted to share this story with you today because I find it so vastly encouraging that the God from ancient times who helped his people in times of need is here today. And when we are going through troubles, he is there to help us as well. So next time your friends at school want you to do something that you know you shouldn't do, remember Nehemiah. I would like to leave you with these verses. 1 Corinthians 10:13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And Hebrews 4:15 and 16 says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need.